97 X. Band the future of rock and roll. Welcome to episode three of Dong Teeny. I'm Simone Turkington. I'm Stephanie Dwaring. And on today's show, we talk about women's restrooms, workplace tears, and we revisit our segment, Readings from the Heart. Um, Stephanie, I was going to ask how you dong, but I understand you had a bit of a rough day today. We have a new boss. She's my grand boss, actually. Uh-huh. And she busted me while I was crying at my desk <laughs> today. <laughs> yeah, because I was... Okay, I was sitting at work just at my desk quietly pmsing keeping it low-key insane totally just under the radar and then i went on to facebook and i started getting sentimental about all my friends <laughs> i do this, oh, this i hope i was one of them oh yeah yeah i was looking oh, at okay, them good. and i'm like i just i just think i i just love them all so much and i i remind myself of ed and raising arizona when they kidnapped nathan jr and she's going i just love him so much <laughs> when they're driving away and and then I feel a little bit crazy, but this is the form it takes with me. Like I feel kind of lonely, and like why would anyone like me? And oh, my friends are so sweet, and Aww. just stuff that. But you know, stuff that my left brain knows is retarded. Like that, why would anyone oh, okay. be my so friend? This is just a PMS feeling. Yeah, yeah, like a... yeah. So okay, okay. yeah, well, so I don't have to reassure you at all. Continue. Yeah. Oh no, thank you. No, I'm open to reassurance, <laughs> but I do know that my my left brain is dumb. I mean, my left brain knows my right brain is dumb. And, I think the white stripe said that. But anyway, um, so the stuff feels true and I'm crying at my desk, which I do all the time because I have to read emergency room cases all day. So I'm an yes. expert at, at work crying. I'm very subtle and professional with my crying. No one ever knows. Is it just gentle tears like rolling down your cheeks quietly? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. basically. And then yeah. I'll kind of I'll, I'll sob you know, on a special occasion, but no one ever hears me like that type of thing. And, and so I'm true. You just do it at your desk. You don't like take off to the restroom or anything. Oh, right, right, right. I'm just at my desk. I'm I'm very compartmentalized with it. Right. So it's very brave. Oh, well, no, it's all in what the stuff I have to read. If you had to read that stuff, you would cry too. So then I, anyone else cry? I I don't know. I think that they're kind of more callous. Then I, cause I'll say like sometimes, you know, <laughs> I, well, you have to be, you know, and then I started therapy like five years ago and are you taking yeah. any prescription medication? And then my shell started coming off and then I could, you know, I'm like, oh, this sucks. I can feel stuff, yeah. but then it's also better type of thing. So, um, they should have therapy though, as like a worker's comp oh, thing as part of our job. They totally should. But anyway. Um, so I'm crying about how much I love my friends and I opened a link to one of those Christian culture websites that piss me off so much uh-huh. because they're so lame and soulless and wrong. But, but then I get this high off them too, because I can talk about them on my blog and expose them. So I'm watching that for schadenfreude value. <clears throat> and it's, it's, um, the stupid video where the word Jesus and catalyst keep flashing on the screen in papyrus font. And these bands are wearing all plaid and they have faux hawks and they're raising their hands. It's the squarest thing ever. And right then my new boss comes up and busts me crying while I'm watching Christian and relevant, like flashing on the screen. And I was completely humiliated. I was so, so frozen that I was like, I'm playing this off. I'm just leaving that video up to act like it's totally okay. that I'm watching that at work. 
I thought maybe she can't tell I'm crying because I have my glasses on. So I just talked to her with these huge tears standing in my eyes and I was trying to act normal and hide the Kleenex in my hand. Did she say anything or and did she also not want she to didn't. deal with it? Yeah. I, I don't know. I think she was trying to be nice about it. So then that just sucked. And then on the way home, I couldn't find this one song that I wanted on my iPod. I wanted to listen to this jellyfish song called um, Sabrina Paste and Play-Doh. Uh -huh. It's my... I couldn't find it on my iPod, and I actually started to tear up about that. Um, and then I felt crazy, and then um, the bus was full of North Face fleece, like all these, oh. like you know, white people with goatees and North Face and like keen shoes. And I started to get kind of angry about that, and yeah. I was, so that was my. That's there must just, be so um, much North Face stuff in um, in uh, Seattle. So much. But yesterday wasn't so bad. You had uh, you had a, an exciting evening. Do share. <laughs> I had a Christian lesbian adventure last night, wow. where as part of Pride Week this week, um, I went to see this um, woman speak who used to be on a Christian record label, and she was like this big Christian singer who got Dove Awards, which are the Christian version of Grant. Whatever, she's famous. <laughs> like I, I was Dove famous Award. in Christian circles. Okay. So this girl was talking about how she came out of the closet. She actually went down to Australia for five years and kind of dealt with her, you know, her identity issues or whatever is happening that she's finally coming to terms with. And so then she came back and she was it was really cool. I wanted to hear her speak. And um, I knew that there was going to be a lot of acoustic guitar and maybe a djembe drum or something like that. And there were. So I wasn't disappointed, I guess, in that. But opening up for her was this comedian um, spelled E N N E, e -N -N -E. which is hilarious because you know it's the feminist spelling of oh, it, which is funny because yeah, yeah. actresses want to be called actors, and but so this feminist lesbian Christian comedian spelled it that way, and she looked like um, just total typical, you know, L word show kind of lesbian, and she had kind of like a, a mohawk and a vest and. Um, she was talking like a black lady, but she's super white and she had her eyes open real wide and she reminded and everyone was laughing for like forcedly kind of like, oh, OK, she's she's saying something that's mildly funny. So I'm going to laugh because I'm supposed to like that type of thing. Yeah. And she um, was reminding me of when Molly Shannon on SNL goes, don't get me started. Don't even get me started. <laughs> like that was exactly what she was reminding me of. God. And so at this one point in the show, like after the Jennifer Knapp lady was playing, she goes, why didn't I can't remember that girl's name, Leanna or something. Leanna, come back up here and sign the lyrics that I'm singing because this comedian girl, Leanna, had a deaf mom. So I'm <laughs> watching Jennifer Knapp play acoustic guitar and sing while the christian comedian lesbian is doing sign language to the songs and wow. i was thinking that i was in the gayest scenario that i think i've been in in a really long time it's just like too much the, like lesbian christian comedian much. sign language it was like the perfect storm it was like the bermuda triangle everything intersecting right at the same time so was a comedy um, like very lesbian based or was she just like I'm okay it was about anything i just happened to be a lesbian or oh like, no 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 it was all lesbian and christian based so the first joke she was telling when i walked in anyway i was a little bit late she was in the middle of talking about how she was at jesus camp and how they were trying to cast the homosexual demons out of some boy uh-huh 
which was horrifying. But she goes, so I laid hands on him. And she's still talking like a black lady. And I'm not even going to try to do it. But <laughs> she goes, so we laid, we laid hands on him. And we command those homosexual demons to come out. And I swear, I swear, y'all, that all those demons came out of him and went into me. <laughs> and she opened her eyes real big. And, and, oh, God, just held it for a while. And everyone cracked up. And Yeah, but, okay, so you were in New York last week. And yes. you haven't told me anything about that. What did you do? Oh, well, my mom was visiting and um, she had not been to the East Coast before. So we went to Graceland. We went to D.C. and uh, we went to Philly and New York and we had a great time. And yeah, it didn't oh. didn't fight very much. And yeah, I Yay. mean, probably, you know, nothing, nothing went wrong. It was like I just it was a seamless thing. Like the worst thing that happened was like one of my bras got crushed in my suitcase. <laughs> so... <laughs> That's the like, worst thing. That is the worst thing. Wow. But like, it's all—it's because it's padded, so it's uh, all lumpy now. So if I run my hand over my boob when I'm wearing it, it feels like it feels like a botched boob job. So, um, I was gonna say, how can you crush yeah. a bra? Yeah, but then you said how. it was padded, so. So, okay, but anyway, it. so yeah, so everything went good, and then, um, but I saw the Book of Mormon, which was fantastic. Yeah. The uh, the Tony Award winning musical by uh, Trey Parker and Matt Stone of South Park, and um, I won't say too much about it because I mean, what more could I add? But um, I think because we're kind of you know like a lot of people told me that um, oh I heard that it was just gonna blow your mind. It was like all these oh my god moments. But um, when I when I watched it, like I mean, it was hilarious entirely way through my cheeks were hurting from laughing but I think I'm so desensitized when they had like this sort of fuck you god chant I was like oh yeah because I would say that anyways (laughs) it didn't like make me go they went there because (laughs) I just didn't but that's fine because it was still amazing and hilarious so um, I highly recommend it if you're in the New York area after September because it sold out through September I read some interview with them Matt and Trey like about 10 years ago about how they were saying that they got to a point where they don't know how to shock anyone anymore oh right but um but the only thing that they feel like they can't the frontier they can't explore is baby fucking <laughs> so that and that was like 10 years ago too yeah, and they, said yeah. they felt like they'd hit hit that wall that would that would that would shock me definitely so i guess there is a few things left but i'd like to keep it that way um but yeah. the, the probably the, the thing i most because i when you're out and about not staying in your own home for so long you're using a lot of um public restrooms uh, which i was and um oh. it reminded me of uh our friend uh, ben parsons from the grapes of rad podcast he tweeted something the other day um about how gross men's restrooms were and i tweeted back something oh, about yeah. how gross women were as well and he was like astounded like he didn't understand that women are gross so any women listening to this you know you know that women are not angels in the bathroom but but any males listening they need to they need to be informed Uh, so I thought I'd list uh, some of the things that men might not realize that women are women are doing Um, well there's often getting up and leaving pee on the seat so you come in there the seat is pee all over and I'm not counting like it's not the person's fault when the toilet flush like puts water in the seat but you can see it's yellow it's pee they totally do Just that the person left it behind but even worse than that is leaving period on the seat <laughs> that like sickens me no end um, but then even worse and i've seen this a few times People leave used pads on the floor, <laughs> like, and they'll be sometimes even when there's like a bin in there, they just put it on the floor. Like, you know what? I don't want to push that little lid thing. I'm just gonna leave the pad right here on the floor. And um, and then there's also the, the the not flushing. Like, this is a serious problem. Just people, just don't just walk out. They don't flush at all. But uh, so that one, I feel like is a little, I'm a little more forgiving because I think it could be like you know caused by senility. Um, but 
but but it's still it's horrifying especially you know the more they've done the worse it is but uh, do you have anything to add to gross toilet things oh well at our work i guess at my on my floor there's like 300 women who work who share like one bathroom well there's like four stalls in there but um 300 women sharing four yeah stalls? yeah wow. so you'll go in there sometimes i've only seen this like three times in my life and it's all been in this bathroom where they'll leave period on the seat and then they go and they tell the janitor and like you'll know what's up when you see the janitor standing outside the bathroom waiting for all the women to come out and he looks really scared <laughs> so that's him and he's a sweet guy named andy and i'm like i'm sorry andy that you have to do that oh, and he's just so he's like trembling poor, poor little guy, guy before he goes in there that's just i feel so, so sad tragic. for him but i hate so i know that this is like a not a gender specific activity, but leaving skid marks is my, like, I, I could have a nightmare about that. I probably have yeah. like that when I was with you and Greg and at Kate's in Brooklyn, um, this was, you know, three summers ago when we were following Supergrass around, um, my friend, my coworker, Sherry emailed me a picture of a skid mark in the bathroom. Cause she knows they terrorize <gasps> me. And, and so like, Greg was with me when I was checking my email and I was like, Hey Greg, look at this. Cause I knew he'd be angry and he was and he's like that's disgusting why would anyone do that and then why would anyone take a picture of it oh my god i was like i'm forwarding this to you and i'm typing his email address he's like no you are not you are not sending that to me no you aren't and i hit send i hit send and he goes i am so going to delete that <laughs> that is so awful but i mean that's the thing is like people leave that i don't know if they know that they're leaving that or if they they just don't care, you know, or they just don't see it. So, but I think one thing that will like solve a lot of these problems is, um, is, is I think part of the toilet training process when we're children, it, it misses an important component. We're told to flush the toilet and then hopefully the good parents then teach the kids to then wash their hands. Mm -hmm. But, um, but what needs to happen is the look around, the look behind, mm -hmm. you need to look back and assess. Is everything gone? Did I leave anything behind? Mm -hmm. Oh, there's some period. Gotta wipe that up. You know, like that that needs to happen, you know? And and I think that when I have children, I will include that in the in the toilet training, the, the, the look the look behind, the look back. And I think that will solve a lot of these problems. Because because it's funny, sometimes like you come out, you'll see someone like a totally reasonable girl come out of the stall, like especially when there's long lines, so you're like gonna use it like the next one that you see. And um, and then you come out and she's like done a half flush and there's like all this wadded up paper inside and I'm like well, you didn't look like a pig but <laughs> but um but we've talked about this before but when I when I'm like waiting in line and you have to again you have to take the next stall and you see an old person come out it's kind of like scary because you just think that they're more likely to have oh been yeah you're like and, and left a mess and it has happened so I feel kind of ageist but yeah I'm sort of a little like ah when like a really old person comes out of a stall no there's a woman at my work and um we all talk about her because she'll wash her cooch like in the bathroom stall what like during the in the middle of the work day and I think it has something to do with her religion but I'm not sure exactly what her religion is I can't what tell from what she wears exactly religion? I would love to know because you'll, it sounds like she's splish splashing in the bathtub in there and we're like, she's not washing her feet because both her feet are on the floor right now. Um, yeah. Every day. That's oh, and I made my Facebook status today. I talked about this one girl in my office who does Kegels while she pees, 
like you know what I'm talking about? Like those, those muscles exercises, yeah, yeah, those muscle things where you squeeze off. Yeah. Oh so man, the that pee sounds just keep Stopping and but, starting, stopping and starting. Yes. Oh. Okay. Okay, this is the thing. This girl has these blunt cut bangs and like these really tight braids, and she has like, um, like insane clown posse stuff all over her cube. Oh God! <laughs> so I'm extra prejudiced against the fact that she will do Kegels while she's peeing, while we can all hear her like every day, and she it's like zing, 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 zing. Like it, I oh. it makes me mad. Oh, and then she brushes her teeth. Like in the middle of the day. Wow, I don't get it. That's messed up. Um. Well, gosh. Well, that's uh really sullied the show with all of that. Um. Let's uh move on to something brighter, though. I think from your reading, it's not quite going to be a, a change of pace. Um. We're going to do our uh segment uh, readings from the heart. Uh, yeah, I have a reading from the heart. Um. This was a review for the Big Penis book on Amazon. Uh huh. Um, this is a five-star review, and I'm really intrigued by this book. And this book is um, of, it's not a, like a large book of various penises, but rather a book of large penises, correct? Right. Yeah. And I've only seen the cover. Yeah. Um, and it's like $85, <laughs> and they don't have it at the library. But this review was written five stars, okay? Uh-huh. And the name is G.W. Hansen. And it goes, oh, dear. I'm a 70-year-old woman, and I just happened across this big penis book in my son's room. My son is 45 years old and still single. I think he might be gay. That said, his big penis book is now in my room under my bed. (laughs) So now my 45-year-old single son is probably gay and angry. Well, he should get a job anyway, or at least go find some real penis and stop reading about them in books like this. Good lord, this is a big penis book. And I love a big penis. And so does my son, apparently. I give this book ten thumbs up. I can't believe I never knew he was gay. He should get a job. Maybe as a dancer. Anyway, if you like big penis, you will like this big penis book. Lord, there are big penises in this book. I mean, big. Oh, dear. Wow. Five stars. That's so awesome. Well, uh, that was fantastic. Thank you. What's your um, reading? My reading is um, it's a letter to the editor from many years ago. It's on faded fax paper. And um, it's uh, a lady um, just writing to complain about, uh, about uh, the state of the world. So um, I will start. And uh, she's American, but I'm going to do it in a British accent anyway. Dear Editor, I have watched the Taco Bell commercials on several Chico television stations lately and feel the need to write. The commercials advertising the newest creation, the quesadilla, show the person is a complete nutcase on drugs and stoned. I do not appreciate these types of commercials and will not purchase any items from Taco Bell until these useless advertisements are changed. Change them to using people that do not look, act, or talk like they just walked out of a drug factory. (laughs) With all the problems the United States is having with people on drugs, to use a person who acts, looks, and talks like he is on drugs is insensate. I am not suggesting the young man himself is on drugs. The commercial makes him look like he is. Is Taco Bell's image that using drugs is okay? Wow. I know and understand how difficult selling advertisements is and that Taco Bell is trying to reach a particular demographic. But please, give us all some credit. Not all of us, including the younger generation, all take or use illegal substances, nor do we plan to do so. (laughs) I find it very disheartening, with lack of respect to me and other viewers, that Taco Bell Incorporated has to resort to this type of advertising to get viewers' attention. Please. Take these types of commercials off the air, clean up the commercials, and let's help America become the land of the beauty and free. 
free from being and acting like we are all on drugs. Sharon, Chico, California. Oh my god. That's so funny because that reminds me of Natasha Leggero's tweet the other day where she said they should set up DUI checkpoints at Taco Bell drive-thrus. <laughs> they totally should. Did you see that? I didn't see that. But yeah, but I think this lady's yeah, missing the point. I think she doesn't understand the Taco Bell demographic and, and that's the problem, you know. And, uh, she does not understand the demographic at all. I really all. like that it someone so indignant, people in the middle of the so indignant is like a Taco yeah. Bell, like actual, you know, patron. It's like, I'm above all this, but I'm going to have to stop going to Taco Bell because of this oh yeah and you know she spent like one hour at least writing that oh i letter. know it's, it's so brilliant um well let's see well i think uh, i think that should about wrap it up for this episode um so next week i will have a, a fascinating uh thing to report i hope there is this uh man from croatia named brazzo spelled b-r-a-c-o i will have a youtube link up on the website and brazzo uh he seems like some sort of guru type person and um he has these like things in conference centers and all he does he just stands on a stage and gazes and everyone gazes back and that's it and all these people are just like totally like absorbed and feeling his love and all this great stuff so um it was eight dollars a pop so like a bunch of us are going on sunday (laughs) so i look forward to reporting on that next week who are you going with um i'm going with uh, a bunch of comedians so i i I will be surprised if we last 20 minutes on (laughs) but um yeah it's going to it's going to be tough anyway oh i can't wait for this i know it should be i've been waiting for it for like two months uh, so <laughs> thanks everyone for listening uh, do check out the website to uh, see any supplemental material to go with this program and uh, and also like us on Facebook we are facebook.com slash dongtini and uh, we'll see you next time bye Stephanie bye Simone Sharon Chan. Is it she? Hi, um, this may sound unusual, but um, I'm following up on a letter that I think you may have written to the le- uh, to an editor um, some time ago re- regarding a Taco Bell commercial. Does that sound familiar at all to you? Oh, I did write one here, yeah, a long time ago. Oh, you did? Okay, cool. See, I'm a student at um, UCLA, and I'm, I'm doing a, a, a paper on, uh, on drug, uh, drug references uh, in the media. And, um, yeah, and I just had a pile of old clippings and stuff, and I came across that, and I was just, uh, one, I just had some questions about that. Would you mind uh, talking to me for a few minutes about that? Sure. Oh, great. Um, so how long ago did you write that letter? I'm sorry? How long ago did you write the letter? Oh, man, it's been, I don't know, uh, years. Okay. And, um, but, so it was a while ago, okay. And, um, yeah. did you send the letter to anyone else other than the newspaper, or did you contact Taco Bell about this? I think I, I uh, wrote a letter to Taco Bell, because I was really upset about the, the, uh, commercial about the guy, he just looked like he was on drugs eating a quesadilla or whatever it was he was eating. Right, right, right. And did they respond to you at all? 
I think they did, but I don't remember what it was. Okay. Well, that, that's I'm glad they wrote back to you at least. Um, and um, let's see, and, and what was going on in the commercial exactly? Because I couldn't quite tell from from the letter um, what uh, what exactly it was that he was doing. He looked to me. It looked like, if I remember this commercial correctly, he was um, floating around. Uh, Like he was floating around in the sky, like he was on just totally out of control. Oh wow! So they were really depicting him like he was actually on drugs. He just didn't. Yeah, to me, that's what it looked like. Yeah. Right. And um, and is the appearance of people on drugs something you notice on television a lot, or did that one particularly strike you? Well, there's all the commercials that have really upset me, but that one really, really got me. And do you think, like, since that, so you said that was a while ago, do you think things have gotten um, worse um, with drug references in the media? I, I don't know. I know that there's uh, Carl Jr. commercials that I don't like. Oh, okay. Are they drug-related, or you just don't like them for other reasons? Well, they had one commercial uh, of Carl Jr. where they were... Um, in prison, and they're teasing the prisoners about the Carl's Jr. or Carl's, Ju yeah, Carl's Jr. hamburger uh -huh. and fries and stuff. And I just thought, you know, that's just not even funny. Yeah, they do a lot of a lot of unnecessary things on these commercials, don't they? Oh, they do. It's yeah. horrible. It, you know, they treat us like we're imbeciles. Oh, I know. And um, and just to, on a side note, do you think the federal government is doing enough to fight the war on drugs? No. And uh, do you have any other comments you'd like to add uh, regarding uh, drugs in the media? Who, who is this again? Uh, sorry, I'm a student at UCLA and I'm writing a paper um, regarding drugs in the media. That is just really weird how all of a sudden, out of, out of nowhere, you, you get my name and phone number and call. Well, I mean, your name was on the bottom of the, um, of the clipping and it just said Sharon Chico, so I just, uh, I just looked it up uh, in the white pages and found it, so. Wow, yeah. okay. Wow, interesting. Uh, ask your, I'm sorry, ask your question again. Oh, sure. Um, I just wondered if you had any other comments about, about drugs in the media. Um, well, as far as commercials are concerned, um, are you talking about Taco Bell and, and stuff like that, or are you talking about where they, they're selling actual drugs? Oh no! Just anything to do. Sorry, yeah, like uh, like Taco Bell or, or but anything like in movies, television, all kinds of forms of media. Well, we have gone so much downhill since we uh, took uh, prayer out of the schools, mm -hmm. and everything. You know, things are just uh, going really haywire, mm -hmm. and, and uh, it's uh, it's just a shame because. There's no need to put all this garbage on, 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 on television. There's so much good with the American people. Right. And they don't need to put all this stuff on, on TV that they do. Right. Okay, well, thank so you. So I don't think that actually specifically answered your question, but... Oh, no, I just wanted to comment. So, yeah, whatever you whatever you feel was necessary. So that's that's totally fine. But um, but thank you so much, Sharon. And, uh, yeah, I've got a lot of more calls to make, but, um, but I appreciate your time. Thank you. Yeah, what, what are you going to do with this information? Uh, I'm just writing a paper. I'm not, you know, I'm not going to, you know, 
you know, use your name or anything like that in it. So um, I'm just sort of collating data and just, you know, uh, comparing for opinions. A, for a thesis or something? It's not a thesis, it's just a, just a paper, so. Okay. Okay. Oh, well, thank, thank you. Thank you very much. Bye-bye. Okay, bye.